0: Sal Berry, and Tim Parrish. This is
1: the Puck Junk Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Puck Junk Hockey Podcast, our first episode of 2021. After a little bit of a hiatus, we're back, ready to talk about hockey, hockey collectibles, hockey cards, all things hockey. Tim, how the heck are you, man? It it feels like it's been forever.
0: It's been a, it's been a while as, like as the pre- old stain song says. it's been a while. The uh, yeah, how was your uh, how was your holiday?
1: I mean, it was okay. It was socially distant. I uh, distanced. Uh, my sister and her husband stopped by uh, and we stayed socially distanced and wore masks because she really wanted to bring me Christmas presents. Uh, they got me a couple of target gift cards, which I'm go- eventually gonna spend probably on an Xbox or a PlayStation. I don't know. I'm going to wow. probably buy a next-gen system so I can buy the new NHL hockey game and play it for, like, a week and then forget about it. But, you know, the other thing is is that, uh, as long as we're talking about holiday, I got two hockey-related presents. They bought me a fat pack of uh, Upper Deck Series 1, a fat pack of MVP. So, okay, two fat packs. I counted that as one present. And then they bought me these WeatherTech Blackhawks coasters that look like car mats but they're really awesome they're like really super useful so yeah it's my first hockey related present i've gotten for christmas in like i am maybe since the gretzky table hockey game i'm not sure i'm not really keeping track of these things
0: well we should because since we have our annual show
1: yeah well we i'm gonna have that to write.
0: you're write gonna have to write so- right yeah write that one down take that note so we have it for later um yeah. I actually got uh got something hockey related too. Um I got a five time Stanley Cup champion penguin banner that's about I don't know, it's at least six feet long by about three and a half feet tall. Wow. Uh, it's got the penguin logo in the middle. It says five time Stanley Cup champions across the bottom and it has all the years. It's Pretty big. It's like a, essentially like a flag. You would fly up a flagpole, but where I live, it's so windy the thing would get shredded. So, I have it hung on my wall instead. Yeah. So that was that was a cool gift that I got, and we did pretty much the same thing. We only we didn't have any family come over. Uh, there's usually a get together every year, but that got canceled, and we were supposed to host it this year because whoever one of the rules is whoever buys a new house gets to host all the parties that year. For the family get-togethers, well, since we're not having them, we lucked out.
1: <laughs> so you get next year then, right?
0: Yeah, we're hoping you know maybe by summer we'll have like a pool party or something here. But it's we'll like see.
1: the All Star Game. If they cancel the season, then your All Star Game comes later that year.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll see how uh, we'll see how that all works out. But but yeah, so that was that was my holiday and uh, pretty um, uneventful. So now here we are, first of the year, first show of the year. I'm excited.
1: Well, you know, and the other thing I'll say really quick is I really enjoyed the World Junior Championships, and I'm not saying oh, that yeah. just because Team USA won, but it was just a it was a damn fun series to watch. I love that all the games were in North America. I love that they had, the, well, in Canada, but, you know, North American.
0: It's North America.
1: No, 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 but what I'm saying is, like, It's so hard when it's like, oh, and it's in Finland and, you know, get up at at 4 a.m. to watch Team USA play Switzerland. And it's like, oh, God, like I keep saying I'm going to do that and I never do. But when it's like, oh, yeah, USA versus uh, Russia is on at 930, it's like, oh, yeah, I could stay up till 930 at night. That's easy, you know. So I liked the North American friendly time uh, game times. And, I mean, also, the series was a lot of fun. I was really disappointed to see Kirby Doc get hurt, you know, Blackhawk player who probably was too experienced to be on the junior team. I mean, he qualified because he was under 20, but, I mean, he already had a year of NHL experience under his belt. So it's kind of like doing the first year of college and then going back to high school and then just being the smartest kid in the room and that's what everybody was expecting that he was just going to be like an Eric Lindros type. Cause he's a big dude. He's like six, four that he was just going to come in and dominate. And then, you know, he collides with another player and he has a wrist injury and he's out for, you know, three months or whatever. It's pretty terrible that that happened that way. But and I so go back and though,
0: forth on that kind of thing all the time. It's like, you know, especially for Olympics and that kind of thing. And it's like, you have, you have Olympic events and it's, every country showcasing their best athletes. Well, the best athletes in North America are professional athletes. Um, So if we're going to have our best athletes, they're going to be professionals. So when we get down to the juniors, that's where I kind of have the, I don't know. I don't know whether or not the pro should be in there. Signed to a contract. Yes. In the system. Yeah, sure. But actually on an NA on a rostered NHL spot, that you you know you you made the team you're on the roster. I mean yeah, Doc. I mean he's a regular on the team. He's got a roster spot. It's not right. like he's sharing time between them and, and Rockford or you know somewhere else. You know he's on the team. Um, so a lot of these guys are are rookies or younger and in club systems. But you know other countries. I mean yeah, sure. They're some of their players are playing in. Um, the higher leagues as well too. So I don't know. I, I don't but feel it's like not the NHL. Yeah, it's not the NHL, but I, I don't
1: know. And when you have like a when you have like a seventeen-year-old or sixteen-year-old Russian who plays in the KHL, I mean that is an exceptional, exceptional player, right? Sure. But when sure. you have a guy who's like nineteen and he plays in the NHL, it's like, all right, well, you're really good. You're in the NHL, but you know, now I think you kind of, yeah, it's kind of. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I I was excited. I was excited for him, um, but in the end, I mean, he could. He really could have been a difference maker for Canada. It didn't seem like it until that last game against the United States, where they got shut out two to nothing. And I wasn't like, well, Kirby Doc would have fixed this, but I mean, he was. Oh, well, you have to look at the overall. Player.
0: Yeah, you have to look at the overall competition. I mean, when you're playing out of those groups and those groupings that they put you in. Other than the U.S. and Canada, I mean, the Finns have a pretty decent team. Mm -hmm. The Russians have a pretty decent team. I mean, Germany got annihilated with, you know, the COVID issue uh, with their team. I mean, they barely could actually field a squad. Right. Um, So, you know, there was a lot of lopsided victories for teams throughout that tournament. But you, you do expect that. I mean, there are lesser teams, and you don't expect them to come through. And occasionally there's that gem that you know, surprises everybody and flies all the way through. But I think everybody predicted it was going to be Canada-US, mm-hmm. and that's, that's how it turned out. But honestly, if you look at the competition, Canada didn't play anybody until the US that was as fast and as relentless with chasing the puck did like you mm-hmm. like team USA was they just didn't so they were able to essentially force their will on most of the teams that they played against until they got up against team USA and since it was I mean what the that, that whole thing was single elimination right it's just yeah. one one game so one game and you're done so that was it but um yeah it was fun to watch it was some pretty good competition it was good to see some of those younger guys and um, a lot of them have you know, immediately left and went to their respective teams camps right after that to uh work out with their teams and uh try to make the make the roster and we got a few guys that actually made roster spots. Um you know Stutzla for Ottawa. Yeah. Hey, that guy's electric.
1: Got a goal the other day. Yeah he did. I mean nice. I mean just yeah. He was he was really exciting for Germany and yeah. uh I, I I wouldn't say that I knew a lot about him when he was drafted third overall, but then seeing him in that series, I mean, he was just definitely their best player. I mean, and I mean, of course, their their roster was depleted from COVID, but still, he yeah. was just yeah, he was. And that's the that's the fun part about these junior series is you get to see these guys um, before they make it to the pros. And it then it actually kind of made me wish that Upper Deck was still doing the World Junior Championship subsets in their card sets. Because I remember when they would do those in the early 90s, and, I mean, it was a way to shoehorn in all these, like, rookie cards of guys who might make the NHL, and many of them did, and also many of them did not. And when they would do, like, you know, Canada, Russia, USA, a lot of those guys would make the NHL, but then when they would also do, like, Germany and most of them didn't make the NHL and Finland and sometimes Switzerland and you know just depending what year it was uh, you'd be like okay I'm not so excited about getting some of these cards but I think now, like, if Upper Deck said, hey, guess what? In Series 2, we're putting in World Junior Championship cards. I'd be like, yes, because I watched that series. But back in, like, 1990, 1991, 1992, I wouldn't even know how to watch the World Junior Championships. I don't even know if they televised it in the United States. I didn't even know it was a thing until I would see cards of it in Upper Deck and be like, oh, there's this tournament. It's like the Olympics, but for kids. That's cool.
0: Yeah, I mean... Look, look at the argument that comes up all the time with amongst hockey collectors. Do you consider the Sedines rookie cards technically their rookies? Because they were national cards. You know, every one of their cards the first few years, they're in Sweden uniforms.
1: Yeah, they just kind of threw them in there just because they knew that so they were going to be big. But
0: 2000, 2001 was the first time we saw them wearing actual Canucks jerseys. In any cards, or was it the next year? Was it 01, like Yeah, well, I know it was, you know, they had stuff in 97, 98, 99, but it was all from the different tournaments. So, you know, do you count those as rookie cards, or is that a that's probably an argument for another day?
1: <laughs> that's an argument for another show. But let me ask yeah. you this really quick if um, Upper Deck, if, if Upper Deck, the card company, put World Junior Championship cards uh in like say series two would you like that idea or would you not like that idea
0: as part of the base like set or
1: as two. an insert uh, either one if you like, could just get those cards in series two let's say they were easy to get let's say they were like let's say series two's 300 cards in the last 50 or 60 were you're not counting young guns and stuff like that let's say like you know they did like a 50 card subset would you be for that or against that? No,
0: I'd be I'd be down with that, just like the one they did for the World Cup. Like, I thought those were cool, and I have those, so.
1: What about, uh, yeah, I don't have that set, believe it or not. What about... Um, it's a fun set. It, it is. It's very it is, colorful. And, like, and it has Austin Matthews before he actually played in an NHL game.
0: Yeah, it's very colorful and has a lot of big floating heads.
1: Yeah, I kind of i don't know it it's that's all right but but i want to ask you okay so what if what if they put out a standalone world junior championship set
0: and how would you get this set
1: i don't know let's just say it's a box set
0: so like uh like the rookies is like prepackaged.
1: yeah 100 cards
0: together oh 100 100. card one okay
1: i don't know i mean there were eight teams no there were 10 teams And you got about 20 so that'd be like 200 cards if you did everybody I mean, including all the sick guys that couldn't play due to COVID and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking like 200 cards make sense as a set, you know, and 100 and you know, 52 cards or whatever doesn't make sense. So let's just say like a 200 card set. I could see
0: them doing like a, a box, like a hobby box you could bust and have like some inserts with maybe some autographs or some game use stuff or, you know, flags of nation pieces of flags. I don't know. That's probably desecrating a flag. Maybe not um i could see that but man the logistics of getting all those signatures and autographs and and uh just the the sheer licensing of it all i don't know mm-hmm. yeah that's could they, true. Could they even pull that off
1: you'd have to get an ih I, IHF license and then you'd probably have to get like licensed from Hockey Canada and USA Hockey and all the different yeah, yeah all that'd different be
0: organizations, tough. that'd probably be tough to do. But yeah, I mean, I could see something either a box set put together like that, or even like you know, like Upper Deck does with like the uh, CHL sets,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and something similar to that.
1: See, my problem is is that I don't think a set like that would be something that most collectors would try to build a setup. Right. Like you would and I would because we're crazy like that. I mean, we do a hockey card podcast, but like I can't see like somebody saying, oh, well, if I buy 10 boxes, I'll get all the short prints and whatnot, you know, for for something that has a very finite shelf life. I mean, it's a it's a two week tournament.
0: There's going to have to be. I mean, first of all, you're going to be appealing more to an international market when it comes to that, not just U.S. and Canada. So that's going to be something that's going to have to be made available in the countries that are participating in that, you know, in that uh, event. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, you would have to make it, you'd have to sweeten the pot somehow. That's why I said having something in a box where you have chances at autographs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. would probably be the only way you could push things onto somebody else. Because look... You're you're getting autographs and it maybe of a player you've never heard of who's, you know, eighteen, nineteen years old. But they could end up being, you know, I'm not gonna say Gretzky, but they could end up being like a star at some right. point. And so here you are on the ground. You got in on the ground level on this guy. Plus, for somebody that does prospecting and pays attention to uh amateur, that would be like a dream to have that. Mm-hmm. To have access to cards of, you know, international-type players that no one sees.
1: Well, I think about how, like, a lot of the early 90s upper deck sets had rookie cards. Okay, so say, like, Timu Solani's rookie card from 91-92. It's actually from the Canada Cup. But nobody cared about that card until 92-93. Then all of a sudden, people were like, digging it out of like common boxes because it went from being like a nickel card to a $10 card pretty quick as he was on his ascent of a, to a 76 goal well, yeah. rookie season.
0: Nobody knew who he was or even how to pronounce his name that didn't pay attention to hockey at that point until all of a sudden, whoa, this guy's going to break every rookie scoring record. Come on. Where is he? Start flipping through your box. Right. Oh, I had 37 I... of these.
1: But I know that card companies, or excuse me, I know that the league doesn't like when, the league and the Players Association doesn't like when um, a a guy's having a good rookie season and then his rookie card was from like three years ago. Because that does nothing to drive the current sales. Because everybody says, oh, this guy, yeah, okay, he had a card four years ago. And then people start trying to buy that card. Players Association, they like it when you say, Alexi Lafreniere, oh, he's in this year's set. Let's buy more packs of these cards and, and try to get his card. So they want the current hype to be tied to the current sets.
0: You can't control when somebody breaks out. True. So, I mean, there's only so much you can control. I mean, look at the the whole, elect, the whole Lafreniere thing. You know, we've talked about it before. It, it, it almost didn't happen. You know, they had to make exceptions for him. They had to take pictures and use them from a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. Even in the upcoming releases, the pictures are from the photo shoots. You know, they they haven't captured any game photos of him yet. And there's so, which is funny because there's so many people that are all hyped up about Upper Deck coming out with the cup. And I think they're failing to realize that Lafreniere is not going to be in the cup Hmm. until 2021 cup. The one that's Mm -hmm. coming out is 1920 Cup. So, I don't think you're going to see any Alexis cards in there. Right. But, um, you know, with that being said, there were rules that had to be changed in order to make that happen. So, yeah, he's in a Rangers uniform, but it's not specific to anything. And he's not in action. He's just skating for the cameraman. um, Versus having a card, you know, so he didn't play in the world juniors because the Rangers refused to lend him to team Canada. So it
1: seems like a smart move considering what happened to Kirk. Well,
0: doc. considering what happened to doc, you can look back on it and say that was a smart move, but also at the same time is let's say he went in there and just blew the place up and helped them win a gold medal. You know, does that put even more hype and, you know, add more to the whole mystique of him being the top prospect and the, you know, supposedly the, the savior of the second coming of the Rangers. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Or he goes out there and breaks his ankle and he's out forever. So, you know, you never know. You can't really predict that stuff. And I, I, I get it. But yeah, I mean, back to the original point. I I think that'd be cool to mix things up a little bit, but I don't think you would see that in a regular upper deck release. It would have to be something added on as either an insert set or something else to chase or its own separate thing. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't I don't think I would see them inserting it into the base product because that formula's been the same for so long. Forever. I, I I I couldn't see them changing that up, even if it's just like a one-year thing. I couldn't see them doing that. Definitely an insert set though.
1: So you mentioned to me that uh that Beckett came out with its list of top twenty cards of twenty twenty and that the Alexi Lafreniere young guns rookie card was one of the two hockey cards on that list
0: it it was the top top 20 cards from 2020 and there were two hockey cards on that list and so you've already guessed the one being the Lafreniere young gun so what do you think the other one was
1: are these cards that are from the 2020 season
0: um because if yeah. not,
1: I'd say then the Gretzky rookie that sold for one point two nine million would be no, the no. other.
0: Nope, they're all from twenty twenty. They all came out in the year twenty twenty. I so, mean, and I will and I will give you a hint. We've talked about this card on the show a lot.
1: Oh man, <laughs> <clears throat> so I mean if that
0: gives it away. Well, yeah. we've talked about. Two of this person's cards. We've talked about both of them a lot, and this is. I know
1: we, we talked about Kale McCarr. We've talked about Quinn Hughes, um, and their Cup rookies aren't out yet. So. Nope.
0: Huh. nope. Here's another hint. It's an upper deck card.
1: Oh, well, that's. <laughs>
0: uh, that's ninety
1: yeah. percent of the hockey cards that are out now.
0: Panini so. didn't make the list with any of their print-on-demand ones. Sorry.
1: Mm. Okay, I, I give up in the interest of time.
0: In the interest of time. That would be the upper deck game dated moments card of David Ayers. Really? Yes. That was number 18 on the list of top cards. So it barely made the cut, but it was on there.
1: Because that had a pretty high print run, didn't it?
0: Um eventually it did, yeah. When it caught on to what was going on with him, mm-hmm. it, it sold a bunch.
1: One of the most popular articles on Puck Junk for the 2020 calendar year was about the David Ayers game dated moment card. Our hardcore listeners and our hardcore fans, they know what EPAC is. So they didn't really need to know about this. But I basically said, if you want a rookie card of this guy, here's what you're going to need to do. You're going to need to sign up for an EPAC account. You're going to need to buy a pack of anything. Why not get a pack of this for 99 cents? Then you could buy the card for 3.99, and you could buy as many as you want. Then Upper Deck contacts you, and then you can have them send it to you, or you could have it transferred to COMC. And I like broke down all of these steps for like yeah. non collectors, and it was one of the top articles of 2020 because people are like, "Hey, there's this thing, and I want it, and I don't know what an EPAC is, but here's this helpful. You know, I tried to make it helpful, but uh, so yeah, that that kind of ties in. That that makes a lot of sense actually.
0: Well, it's interesting and it kind of tells you how the world that we live in that on the top 20 not only was a digitally obtained card on that list, mm-hmm. but they also had, you know, there were eight baseball cards on that list. Two of them were Tops Now cards mm-hmm. and two of them were from Tops 2020.
1: Oh, wow. Um
0: so there's two other non-traditional type sets to collect, right? Tops Now being more or less print on demand and mm-hmm. you know, you get it and you get it and then it's gone and tops 2020 being supposed to be limited in quantity as well. And a couple of the ones that were on there were the, uh, the trout, I think it's the Ermsey trout. It's mm-hmm. kind of like crazy looking with a bunch of swirly curly Q things on it. Yeah. And then that, um, that hideous looking, um, Ken Griffey Jr. That everybody <laughs> went after like crazy sold more than anything else. And then the card, you can find for a couple bucks, mm-hmm. even though it costs 20 to get it in the first place. But um so there was that. There were four basketball cards on there, two soccer cards, three football cards, and a racing card, which was also a tops now card. It was wow. like a Formula One driver. So you figure of the of the 20 that were on there, um five six six of them of the 20 were basically digitally obtained through some sort of online media source, um, which is interesting. I mean, that kind of tells you how collecting is shifting. You know,
1: so- it's a great it's a great business model because you don't have to convince the buyer at Walmart that people are going to want these cards. You just sell them straight to the people, and then you mark up the price and if they want it, they'll buy it, you know. And it's easier than driving to seven different Wal- Walmart's and Targets, trying to find cards, or going to your local card shop and them not having them in stock or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I think at least acknowledging that David Ayers card, you know, kind of shows that hey, you know, Upper Deck's still around. It, of course, we know that, but you gotta you gotta remember the the audience here that that's looking at a Beckett article and. You know they're not necessarily going there for hockey it's mostly the other companies and they haven't seen upper deck in years and people collecting football cards or collecting baseball or, or basketball or you know things like that they haven't seen a major release or anything for a, a long time so upper decks the farthest thing from their mind mm-hmm. so knowing that they're still out there and they're making cards they're in the digital realm with epac they're in the print on demand with game dated moments so they're there just like Panini, just like tops, you know, they're doing this, the, they're going down the same path, just like everybody else. So it was kind of cool to see that on there. wish there would have been more hockey cards on the list, but you know, two out of 20, that's 10%. So yeah,
1: that's, that's pretty good for yeah. you know all things considered. So you, you had done interaction with upper deck recently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, not too long ago. So, uh, So Synergy came out um, on the 7th. And I know I've talked about Synergy before and not been a big fan of Synergy uh, because it kind of looks the same and it's, I don't know. I've always thought it was kind of gaudy. It's very colorful. Um, They use that acetate in the background so most of the cards are see-through. But they would hit the market and be fairly expensive. And then as soon as they'd hit EPAC, all of a sudden the price would and plummet mm-hmm. uh, because there's a lot more available. Um, but the design really wasn't, really didn't do it for me. But, um, I had a conversation on, um, on Twitter with, um, another collector that, um, he busted open, uh, some synergy, um, Ran into some issues with quality control, just like we had in Series 1. So, But Upper Deck's handling that, which is great. Um, pulled some really nice autos, which are tough, um, things like that. But I looked through all of the cards, especially a lot of the base cards and the design and everything, and there's something about it. They went slightly different in the design change that I don't hate it this time. I actually sort of like it. And my comment was, I usually bag on Synergy, but for some reason, I don't throw up in my mouth when I look at these this year. So they aren't that much different, but it's something subtle, maybe. I don't don't know what it is. And Upper Deck's comment was, we'll take it. (laughs) So you know you've done good when you've caused somebody to say, I don't throw up in my mouth when I see them. So (laughs) good job. (laughs) Yeah. I I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, if you look at the product, it's... um, it's decent. I, I mean, I don't know how much you get into Synergy. I know we've had that discussion before, and it's not really one of those ones that flies on a lot of people's radar. Um, and uh, the other thing, too, is it it's involved heavily in the bounty program, mm-hmm.
1: Synergy is.
0: And so, um, you know, this year there's like 135 cards in the main set, but they they split it all up into different different sections and different tiers but the thing is with it they don't focus on base cards at all so if you're looking for inserts and just want to get like subset type stuff and low not low serial number this is a pretty decent set i just wish the price would come down a little bit because right now it's about 150 to 180 bucks a box um about 170 and up in canada so you got to get the price down on some of those boxes and i don't know i'd be in for a couple the uh, the bound, the bounty program ones are all on the red parallel cards. Mm-hmm. So um, I think uh, the winners for those, the top five get all of the prizes. The next five get something, and then everybody gets, like, the extra card if you do it. But there's still three left of the top prize, so if you're so inclined. And it's only been out since the seventh, so. Two people have already completed the uh, the red parallel bounty, which is interesting because it's it's a lot of cards.
1: How many boxes do you think you'd have to buy to do that?
0: Um, To to polish off if you're going to do it yourself and polish off all of those. Oh.
1: Yeah.
0: I think you only get one red parallel in a pack.
1: In a pack. pack? Per pack. Yeah.
0: No, per pack. You only get one per pack, um, and you need and to get one
1: hundred and thirty-five of them. Yeah, what?
0: What is synergy? Is uh, is it four cards a pack? Well, how many um, packs in a box? It, it's not many. I didn't. Pull yeah, I don't. The, mean,
1: I don't mean to put but, you on the spot. I'm just. I'm no. just thinking like when when you have that, it's like. I mean, I think about like and these are not the same thing, but they're probably as close as I could relate. I think of 2007, 2008 Upper Deck MVP, and there were short-printed rookie cards, but then there were redemption rookies, and you'd get one redemption rookie card per box, and you'd mail it in. You'd mail it in, and then you'd get a three-card pack of, like, three random redemption rookies. And I want to say, like, the last 30 guys were redemption rookies, and I remember, like, buying lots of boxes of MVP just to get that redemption card, and then also going on eBay and buying those redemption cards off of people because I was able to buy the redemption card cheaper than, like, a full box that I didn't need. And then, like, having all these redemption cards and sending them into upper deck and then sending me, like, a mess of these three-card packs. And I don't think I got them all. I think I got a lot of doubles of certain players. I know I got a double of Jonathan Taves, but, like, I just remember, like, what a chore that was for just something that was like three cards or, or sorry, 30 cards and like maybe not having the same type of competition as like, well, it's a limited gold set then there's only five of them. And then you have like everybody trying to, not everybody, but like, you know, the bigger the prize, the more people are going to be trying to outbid you on things. So that, that's why I was just curious.
0: Yeah. So it looks like the, the boxes are three cards per pack, eight packs per box. And you get basically Mm -hmm. one red parallel per box with the occasional purple one thrown in. Now, previous years they had other colors too, but they cut it down to just red and purple this year. But like I said, the base is is really... It almost seems like the base cards are harder to to get Mm -hmm. because of all the inserts and everything else that are included in there. So this is definitely not a not a base set you'd probably want to chase to build, but if you're going after the bounty or if you're trying to get, you know, your player or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that might be, uh, that might be worthwhile. And there are autographs in there. They're just much harder to get. I think there's four in a case, um, which isn't a lot comparatively. So, but, uh, they still, they're still tiered. And most of the base cards are numbered out of 21. Hmm. So you're really going to be hard pressed to uh, to pull those. And then the tiers are: there's the base, which are current players. Uh, there's legends. There's rookies. Uh, and then there's rookie short prints. So um, the bases are all numbered out of twenty-one, and the the higher numbered ones are numbered out of eleven. So, like I said, it's hard. It's going to be hard to try to put together a base set. So really this is something you're chasing. You're chasing everything else in there. So, Mm -hmm. but like I said, I might, I don't know. If I find this for a decent price, I might dabble in this.
1: So just to give an update on some of the other uh, new releases. So 2021 Upper Deck Artifacts comes out January 20th. 2021 Tops Now hockey stickers are back. $7.49 a pack for uh, a nine-sticker pack that will give all the highlights of the first week of the season. And every week they'll do a new pack of stickers. And as of this recording, I'm still debating if I'm going to buy it or not. I kind of feel like I got taken for a ride with the last year's set. Where, like I liked it and I like getting them and putting them in the book each week when I get them and then uh and then the covid led to the the pause and then all of a sudden tops was like hey we're going to do these every day don't don't you want a pack of um you know Corey Perry getting two assists in a game no I'm kidding he had a game winner and two o- double overtime but it's just it's like you know some well, of these like it milestones... threw a wrench. it threw a wrench
0: into their process and that's kind of what happened and just like they did with tops 2020 they dumped everything that was left they dumped it all at the end because it was right. like well we got to get rid of this and we got to do something so let's just do it all and yeah if they stick with their original plan and the program goes like it's supposed to i think you'd be way less fr- less frustrated with it
1: so anyway um also uh, what's come out recently president's choice jumbo memorabilia those are one of one cards that have a huge uh, jersey or uh, usually a like a patch, a piece of a patch. Uh, President's Choice laundry tag, which has like the size tag from a jersey, um, uh, mounted onto the card. Uh, they they released a set called the Vesna Collection. So for two cards, for two, sorry, the Vesna Collection by President's Choice Trading Cards for six hundred seventy nine dollars, you get two cards. They're both of George Vesna. They both have pad pieces from George Vezina's game-worn goalie pads. One is a Vezina wow. card. The other card is like Vezina and another old-timey player on, like, the same card or whatever. And all the cards are serial numbered out of 150, so you and I might get the same cards, but, they'll pro- you know, they'll have different memorabilia pieces on them, and they'll be um, limited to 150. Uh, no, I'm sorry, the not the cards... The boxes, I think there's only 150 boxes. Oh. So so 300 cards total, like possible cards. And you're looking at almost $700 for a box. And then um, President's Choice Lumbergrafts is coming out January 29th. And those are where they've taken hockey sticks that were signed by players. And these tend to be like, like old-time players from like the 40s, 50s, 60s. You know when they'd like sign a stick, and these are like the autographs cut from those and put on a card. So,
0: so, so guys, you're probably not going to be able to obtain their autograph anymore,
1: right? Yeah, or at exactly. least it'll
0: be very difficult.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I remember they had one that I was looking at, and I'm like, oh man, it was Sid Abel. This was from a couple years ago. It wasn't part of their President's Choice Game Used series, even though you know their memorabilia is mainly. For the most part, everything on their site is game used, except for um, Mega Patch, which is just a big patch piece. But it's called Mega Patch, but if they're not actually game worn patches, and they don't advertise them as game worn patches. But everything else, game worn. And I remember they had one of Sid Abel. It was a, a lumber graph. It was like a piece of a hockey stick that. And I'm just like, man, where am I going to find a Sid Abel autograph? And here it is, already like cut from the stick, mounted on a card. It looked really nice. It was a couple hundred dollars, so kind of above my uh collecting budget although i I am happy to say i finally did track down an alexi lafreniere rookie card from upper deck young gun so now i'm going to stop buying boxes and packs of that i'm so glad i don't have to mess around with those anymore (laughs) um
0: so are you are you going to be uh be in for artifacts when that comes out this week
1: Nah, I don't think so. I think I think I'm gonna um I think I'm Are gonna save sure? it all f- why.
0: Are you sure?
1: Why? What's what what am I missing here?
0: Well, because they brought back again this year. An Aurum card is still a box hit.
1: Oh <laughs> You much know, you love that. <laughs> I got a Joe Thornton Aurum card if anybody wants it. I mean yeah, apparently so, it's, it's so the arm
0: the arm cards um if you're not familiar are those <laughs> inserts that are kind of golden looking um they've done different tiers different years with the other colors but they're part of the bounty program too and have the scratch-offs on the back and you get awards for those again but they count them as a box hit so um you the you'll be getting three autos or memorabilia cards or arm cards and generally you get three You'll get for the most part, you get one auto, two memorabilia, or one auto, one memorabilia, one arm. If you get an arm card, if they do it like they did in the last couple years, you won't get two autos. You'll get an arm and either a memorabilia and an auto or two memorabilia cards. <clears throat> if you don't get an arm, there's a shot at two autos. But that's usually what you get. And, of course, the four serial number cards and the Rookie Redemption all be in there. Artifacts, The I looked at the checklist on there, and the way it's set uh, up, it looks very similar to most years. I didn't see any super surprises that were different. So, But, uh, yeah, I figured you'd be excited about that, the ARM cards being a hit out of the box. <laughs> uh.
1: I mean, I liked, I like Artifacts. For the most part, I like the base design every year, I think is, or I don't know, not every year, but I know for a little while I kind of liked the designs of the sets, depending. I mean, like, I used to have this thing where I'd say every other year I liked artifacts enough to buy it. Um, But then I just kind of stopped caring because, I don't know. Um, A lot of the
0: artifacts years are hard to tell. Like, you can, you'd look at cards and you'd be like, I'm not sure what year that was. Um, not as bad as SP, but still, they they very, were very similar. They had that, like, you know, Corinthian columns and stuff like that on, on the cards. Or some kind of, like, crazy, swirly, Elizabethan calligraphy and stuff like that on, on the card designs. And most of the years had something similar to that. The last few years were more um, subtle. I guess, maybe on the designs. So
1: I can't remember the year, but I liked the one year that had the like the bronze in the corners. It looked like an old book, like an old leather book, and it had like the uh the corners like foil on the core. Yeah, that was a great that was a great look. I liked that set.
0: Yeah, the brown ones. That was the year that I got I got a blaster box, and I got a Gordie Howe jersey card out of a blaster box of artifacts from that year wow yeah it's i mean it's a it's the retail version of the but still i mean it's it was a gordy how i thought that was cool i think i still have that probably
1: no that's uh
0: uh... i like artifacts i mean i always thought artifacts was a good bang for your buck the last couple years though i don't know i saw too much too too many arm cards (laughs)
1: Yeah, so. I'm, I'm kind of tired of the like, we're telling you this card is desirable because we're telling you it's desirable. Like, like I've said in the past, an autograph is desirable because it's an autograph. And even though if you really think about it, like, if you detach yourself from the whole idea of autographs, you go, "Well, these are stupid. It's just a player scribbling on a sticker that's stuck onto a card, right? Or maybe it's scribbled onto the card. But You know, but still, you go, oh, that's cool. They signed it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a Sidney Crosby autograph. That is so cool, right? And a jersey piece, I mean, I've come around on that. I really like patch pieces. I mean, we all do, obviously, for, you know, because they're they're more decorative looking than, like, yay, white jersey swatch, yay. But um, I think we kind of accept those for their uniqueness. But I think when they just say, "Oh, this this card is only one per box, and it's special," and it's just like, "Is it? Is it really?"
0: Well, they're trying to drive more people to the to the bounty program. I mean, you got to figure if you're going after all those cards, you're going to be in it for at least a few boxes. You're probably going to go out there and hunt them down on the secondary market, or try to get other people to trade you or something for them and everything else so it it brings more of an engagement to the product so i get it from that standpoint but you could still have that and not have those be a hit in a product that was traditionally artifacts it's supposed to have artifacts of things and having a card that's just got gold foil leaf stuck to the card it's not an artifact it's not anything it's not real gold it's not anything it's just a picture of a guy on a card So, as most cards are, but, you know, it's, there's nothing there. There's no Jersey piece. There's no signature. There's no fight strap. There's no button. There's no nothing. So it's not an artifact. It's just uh, a, it's just a thing. And you're bringing significance to something that's different from the, from the product. So, I mean, that, that's my only thing with it. And, you know, it is what it is. I, I mean, I get it. It's either for you or it's not. And. You go from there. But, I mean, again, I might be in for a box or two of artifacts. We'll see. We'll see how that goes.
1: I'm probably <laughs> going to save my money for Metal Universe. Yeah. That's probably... I thought, thought you were going to save the cup. <laughs> nah. I... You know, you know what's going to happen is I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a, a a box of the cup and I'm gonna somehow get uh, Mark Parrish, even though he's retired.
0: Yeah, it's or Thomas
1: possible. Fleischman, I'll get him. I'll get both of them in the same box, and and I I don't know how that's even possible. Thomas Fleischman. No, I mean, because I was looking at like some of the oh. like autographs that I've gotten over the years from like packs and stuff, and it's just it's like. I mean, there was that one year, who the heck did I get? I don't think Mark
0: Parrish was even in the cup in any no. year, was he?
1: No. I'm,
0: Fleischman I might have
1: been. I'm joking, but it's just, it's like the jersey card will be of a player that I don't want or collect. And the autograph will be of a player I don't want or collect. And the rookie will be of a player I don't want or collect. Like, I think like we all either hope to get a big hit that we could sell or a card of a player that we like. So, I mean, I feel like I'm not.
0: That's the gamble.
1: Well, that's the gamble. And I think for five, six hundred bucks a box, I don't want to make that kind of gamble. Uh, I don't know what the. I haven't even seen uh, Metal Universe up for pre-sell. So I don't even know what it's going for or what it's going to go for. But my sister asked me, what do you want for your birthday? And I said, hey, how about getting me a DA Card World gift certificate? Because. then I could buy some hockey cards. Because it was funny when she was talking about finding me hockey cards for Christmas, she and her husband were like, yeah, we looked at all the Targets. We looked at all the Walmarts. We were These were the only packs we were able to find. And like I said, it was a fat pack of Upper Deck and a fat pack of MVP. And then uh, her husband said the card shops had them, but they were really expensive. And he wasn't saying like, we don't want to spend a lot of money on you. For christmas like which is what it would sound like like we were gonna buy you this but it was really expensive but I, I i quickly cut him off and i said yeah no i agree the the card store prices for upper deck series one are overpriced and i'm glad you didn't spend 130 dollars a box on a box of series one because even though i really would have appreciated it and i would have opened it and you know gotten enjoyment from that I have my limits, you know what I mean? It's like that, that to me would not have been a good, you know, but I said, you know, if you get me this DA card world gift certificate, they, they have cards and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, yeah. And then when Flear metal comes I keep saying FLIR metal, Skybox metal, sorry, mm-hmm. comes out in March or April, you know, then I don't know, maybe this will be the one 7th, I buy a case I of.
0: Yeah, I think it's April 7th. It's
1: supposed to come out. Do they have a, a pre-sale price yet?
0: I haven't seen one, but you got to figure it's a little ways out because there's still time for that date to get changed, I'm sure, um, with everything else. But um, they've stuck to the last few, so who knows?
1: I think that's going to be the set that I really go all in on, though. Like, I still haven't—I mean, other than Upper Deck Series 2. And Series 1, I'm down to, like, needing only 20 young guns now. And Series 2, I'll buy because I always do Upper Deck Series 1, Upper Deck Series 2— don't know if I want to do OPC. like I want to, but I feel like it's just like chasing your tail trying to build a set and maybe I'm better off just buying a base set and then just picking off the rest the the uh the rookie cards here and there. Um but you know, I think like with the Fleer metal, sorry. Skybox metal, I need a square jar, but I'm going to call it a Fleer jar. And every time I say Fleer, I'm going to put a dollar in the Fleer jar and out that'll be my savings for Skybox metal universe even though back in the 90s it was fleer metal universe
0: you can just call whatever. it metal universe and forget skybox and fleer well together. but i'm
1: just i'm just used to saying fleer metal universe just, fmu
0: just like we keep forgetting to put the sponsored by words in front of all the divisions in hockey so like everybody keeps calling it the canada division even though it's the what is it the, the scotia the, bank the scotia bank north, north division, division yeah the Scotia North division, but everybody calls it the Canada division. So, well, sorry for ignoring your promotion.
1: I like, I like calling it the North division uh, or the Canada division. Um,
0: People just naturally call it that.
1: Well, I mean, you know, I don't, you know, I don't mind the league sponsors, the sponsors for the division names doesn't annoy me as much as I thought it would.
0: I honestly like people were freaking out about the stickers on the helmets. I don't they don't, I don't
1: they know don't those. bother me.
0: they don't bother me.
1: You know what bothered me or not bothered me, but you know what I noticed were the virtual ads on the ice because I noticed that they had ads on the
0: ice or on the boards
1: both, but on the ice now. so hear me out on this. so they had um I was watching the Penguins and Capitals. good game by the way, did not disappoint. that was on Sunday on NBC. And then later that night, I watched the Blackhawks and the Florida Panthers. And the Blackhawks have just been terrible this season. They had on the ice, they had a advertisement or no, it was I want to say it was the the Willie O'Ree sticker that they were putting on their helmets. You've seen that, right?
0: Yeah, they're wearing that until the end of the month.
1: And I saw that on the ice, and I thought, oh, that's really nice. They honored O'Ree by putting him on the ice, and I don't know if that's disrespectful that they're skating over his face or if it's really cool that he's on the ice. But then later on in that game, it changed to an advertisement for, like, the Oilers versus the Flames or something like that, I want to say. or It was, it was like, two team logos, and I go, wait a minute. Why is there an Oilers logo on the ice of not the Oilers, and then I, ah, oh, it's a virtual ad, right? Like, it just like, for that split second, I was just like, why why is there an Oiler logo on the ice? Oh, they're promoting a game, another game, during this game, and they're putting it on the ice. I didn't and... notice
0: any of the ice ads. I noticed the, I noticed the changing, occasionally I'll notice the changing Dasher board ads, but most of those are kind of unobtrusive. The things that are bothering me, though, is since they don't have fans in most of the arenas. So you've got the you've got the section covers over top of the seats, yep. which now have logos and advertisement on it.
1: That's fine. But
0: there's a strip that goes around the glass, all around the glass, and it's been changing on some of the games. So it's like this digital strip. And I've noticed that some of the times when the camera action's moving a little too quickly, it doesn't catch up and it's like blocks your vision of certain areas now it's not on the it's not on the camera side but it's I don't know it's just weird that's the only thing that, that bugged me but i mean i i get it i mean if if having ads on helmets and changing the picture on the ice is going to keep people from getting fired and keep their jobs by all means do it i don't care it doesn't bother me just don't get crazy on the uniforms and turn into the KHL or something like that.
1: Oh my That's all. God. That's
0: all I'm asking. You know, yeah. There's always been advertisement on jerseys, right? People freak out. Don't put advertising on jersey. Well, there's always been. When it was Reebok, there was a Reebok logo on the jersey. When it's Nike, there's a Nike jer- logo on the jersey. You know, when it's Adidas, there's an Adidas logo on the jersey. So you got that. So you're advertising that. You know, your helmet. You know, remember the old Jofa helmets? Mm -hmm. It says Jofa real big. You're carrying a hockey stick. It's got a name of something. Your gloves. It it says Cooper, or it says CCM, or it says something. So you're, everybody's advertising something. It's just, those all get a pass. It's when you put something beyond that that people aren't used to, they freak out. But like I said, I don't want them to go crazy and turn everybody's jerseys into like some kind of mishmash of a hot dog on a stick jersey. I don't want to see that, but you know, a couple stickers here and there and a a branding patch once in a while. Hey, if that's what we need to do. The owner said they're going to lose money. Well, Mm -hmm. Having this season, they're losing money. If they didn't have the season, they would have saved money. So, if that's true or not, I don't know, but, you know, if the advertising helps, then and saves hockey and I can watch hockey, then great.
1: I wonder if The trading card companies, really Upper Deck because they're the one who does the licensed cards, tops now to a lesser extent. I don't know about them so much, but like I'm wondering next year when we have like, you know, the 21-22 Upper Deck Series 1. It's going to be pictures from this season. So you're not going to have any fans in the background. You're going to have ads on those tarps. You're going to have ads on their helmets. Um, I don't really... Think they're gonna airbrush any of those out because they don't ever get rid of any of the uh, board advertisements. The only thing I was told is they'll if if a beer is really noticeable, they'll airbrush that out off of a card image. You know, like if there's a you know how the people sit in the front, they'll put a beer on the top of the uh, right right on the glass. You know, you know, or something. Oh, you meant an actual hand.
0: beer, not like a beer ad.
1: Not a beer ad, but yeah. like a beer.
0: A a cup of beer.
1: A cup of beer, right? I, I don't know. I no, I get that. I'm uh, I'm just it's it's just gonna be interesting. What's gonna be neat about this is that we're gonna look at these cards in you know next year or ten years or twenty years, and we're like, oh yeah, that was the year that they had ads on helmets. Like we look at a ninety one, ninety two card and. Or ninety two, ninety three, and they have the seventy fifth anniversary patch. And we're like, oh yeah, that was the seventy fifth anniversary season when every team wore that patch. You know what I mean? Like, you could kind of look at that, and you just know what year it is from that one indicator. Yeah. And or or like even like the um, the NHL's hundredth anniversary. Although they kind of they did that for like parts of two seasons, but still, you or the NHL two thousand patch that they wore during the year two thousand. I mean, it's just I don't know. We'll look and be like, oh yeah, there's uh you know, there's a Jimmy John's ad on the side of that player's helmets. Uh, they, th- this is from the 2021 season.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'll, it's definitely going to be different, but uh, I don't think it'll be di- too bad. I think it'll be all right.
1: So Tim, any other news you want to share before we wrap this one up?
0: Um, My son's going to get braces all right is that, is that news
1: that is news
0: mm. i've been i've already been paying for them for like two years
1: but he's so, gonna get them now finally
0: yeah he just turned 17 and for his birthday you know here hockey related for his birthday yep so he was going through his closet and he found some old uh, panini sticker books from a few years back to which i said well they don't even make those anymore so uh it should be a collector's item. And he's like, how come we never finish these? I'm like, because stickers are expensive. And <clears throat> that was kind of where it was left. And then getting around Christmas time, he actually said, you know what? I think I want to collect all of the top stickers for this year. I'm like, good. There's 666 of them. So have fun. But uh, for his birthday, he got a box plus an album. And so he started putting all of those together and had thirty some doubles out of a box, and uh, yeah, so it's all right. I mean, it's yeah.
1: not as horrible as I've had, but that's still pretty bad.
0: Yeah, for one box, I was a little disappointed in that. But hey, it's his thing; it's his birthday present. He's like, "How do I get more of these?" I'm like, "Buy them, <laughs> get a job."
1: Yeah. So, and when I was seventeen, I had a job, and I was using the money to buy hockey cards. Yeah, well,
0: we we've had we've been having lots of conversations about. The future. So I've been doing dad things lately, which is fun. Adulting.
1: You you mentioned braces, and that reminded me of a funny story that Wayne Gretzky told. And he talked about his parents paying all of this money to get him braces. And then, like, the first day he had the braces removed, he got hit in the mouth with a puck, and it knocked his teeth out. Because this yeah. is back when kids didn't wear full facial protection. They might have wore, like, a half cage that came up over their mouth. If you ever seen, like, the like the early 70s, how, like, the youth players would play, they'd wear a helmet, and they'd wear, like, something that, like, purse just covered he- to here.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So it's a good thing he doesn't play hockey. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't matter, because he has a... they kids wear facial protection nowadays, so I guess...
0: Although we did just have baseball signups for this, this coming spring, so that was that was fun. So he'll be playing that, but he doesn't really wear facial facial gear other than he's got the chin wrap for his uh, batting helmet. Batting
1: That's helmet. About it. Hey, let me ask you this though. So when you told your son yeah, you could buy more stickers, was he interested in it or was he just kind of like okay. And then it kind of became this self-fulfilling prophecy of like Hey, Dad, why do we never finish these sticker books? Because you never want to, son. Oh, but I want one this year. And then, well, I want to finish it. We'll buy more stickers. Yeah. And then it goes in with the other ones.
0: Um, no, he still wants wants to figure it out. Um, I don't. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I just say good luck to him. <laughs> so, you know, maybe if I find him here and there, I, I might pick up a pack or two. But honestly, you can't find crap on any retail shelves where I am sports related.
1: You so. wait a year and the sticker boxes will be down to 25 30 bucks a box. Well, I, I mean last the... year's top stickers are down to like 25 30 a box now. That's the
0: thing when the season when these dropped, well last year I should say, they were plentiful. You could find them, you could find the books, the albums, the little the little gravity fed boxes of the sticker packs. You could find mm-hmm. them for quite a while. And they were around. But with everything once covid hit and people went crazy for sports cards again, You know, they wipe off the shelves, including the top stickers, Um, shockingly enough. So, I don't know. There's got to be someone somewhere hoarding them. Yeah,
1: well, soon enough, the price goes down and it all evens out.
0: Someone that lives in Chicago named Sal is hoarding
1: them. Hey, I only bought four boxes. (laughs) And yet buying four boxes and I still only got about 400 and... Something I still needed over 200 out of 666. i need to get a thousand stickers, and you know I got seven of the same Joe Thornton sticker. I mean it was just ridiculous. So yeah, I don't know, man. It was it's it's a tough set, but it's because Tops made it so darn hard to to finish. And there's no way to write to the company to get the stickers like you can with Panini or you go online and you can get stickers that you need, you know, the last five or 10 or whatever. I mean, I still need four stickers from 2019, 20, and I'm down to needing eight stickers for 2021. So it's, um, it's getting closer, but yeah, I can't just go, all right, screw it. I'll just spend a 30 cents a sticker and get the rest.
0: Yeah. Well, I told him he can either try to find them or buy them online or, track down people and try to trade with them. That's about, uh, those are his only options at this point. So we'll see. We'll see if it takes off. They were in the cards for a while too, but that kind of was fleeting. So he's getting older now. So he does recognize, because I tell him all the time, I'm like, see this card? Guess what this just sold for? And I tell him, and he can't believe that. But I don't know. Maybe I'll make a card collector out of him yet. Who knows?
1: There's still time. Hard collecting is work, but it is a lot of fun. Yes. I think we're going to wrap it up now. It's been about an hour. I think this was a good comeback show. We didn't, we didn't have to tackle anything too hard-hitting. We'll save that for the future. But um, as always, thank you for listening to the Puck Junk Hockey Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe. Please tell your friends, your family, everyone you know who likes hockey, or even people who just kind of like hockey.
0: I heard we were number one in the dog community.
1: The so so, what? What's, dogs. dogs. Dogs that
0: listen to podcasts. Dogs that one.
1: listen to podcasts. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know dogs liked hockey podcasts. They
0: yeah, like ours.
1: For more hockey goodness, follow us on Twitter at PuckJunk.